It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. I just learned it's also Hobbit Day today. Oh. Today is both the, the birthday of both Frodo and Bilbo Baggins. Cool. Yes. Because remember, gonna... the fellowship starts with Bilbo's 111th birthday, his 111st birthday. Are you going to celebrate? Or? 111 years is far too time, too short a time to spend among such Is this Fantasyland that I've lost out on? No. <laughs> admirable hobbits. I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half oh, as well as you deserve. God. Maybe we'll do Fantasyland tomorrow because uh, episode five of Rings of Power comes out tonight. I'm still completely glued to this show, so. Okay, I don't have to pretend to be engaged until I lose. If I lose tomorrow, <laughs> so I won't. <laughs> That's true. You don't have to. No, you don't have to pretend outside of the segment, no, do you? No. Uh, on today's show, the, the last segment is a 10-minute interview, super interesting, with a guy who has one of the coolest jobs you've probably ever heard of. Yeah. He is the only dog handler for Parks Canada. They only have one one team and it's it's him and his dog it is one of the most rare jobs you can possibly get like no he is the only one in the entire country who has this job so very cool so they're involved with search and rescue yeah um even like helping helping the police track suspects that might be in the park yeah they've saved a ton of lives and helped rescue a ton of people so very cool yeah he's originally from new zealand and he's a He's a great personality, and he's got a cool job, so we'll talk to him about that. I'd love to start... I've talked about this before on the show, Sean, I think, but I would like to do a recurring segment called Beckler and Shauna's Career Day, Mm -hmm. where we find people with really interesting jobs, or mundane jobs for that matter, and just ask them questions about what they do for work, because you and I have always really enjoyed hearing about what people do for work. Totally. Yeah. And I remember we did talk about that, but then it seems like it's kind of tough to, to get people to do that i don't know some people can't talk about their work that's that's one of the issues for sure which is always really frustrating like but maybe we should start building a list and if you know of anybody if you, the Venus heads know of anybody who has a really cool job yeah that would speak to us let us know i think that'd be that'd be a lot of fun totally so there's that i also have an etymology a couple of throwback thursday items uh, you could tell me if this is irresponsible parenting with my son Bo or not. Something that happened <laughs> just the other day. Uh, Fortune 500 businesses. We'll talk a little bit about the verbal abuse that politicians take and a discrepancy I've noticed in the way that it's covered. First, you're out of context clip of the show. We too watched <laughs> Recess. We're not that old. Like, how old do you think we are? <laughs> v and S in 20 minutes or less. I just read this headline, Beckler, and I'd like to know your take on this. It says, Adam Levine said no hot chicks listen to metal. <laughs> now, despite what's going on with Adam Levine, I was just very curious. I read that and I was like, is that true? Yeah, like is Adam Levine trying to be in the news right now? I don't know. He's got I something coming so, up yeah. that he's trying to promote because his name be. is everywhere. Absolutely is. Yeah, um, I know. No hot chicks listen to metal. Now you're a metal fan. Yeah. Okay. So, do you see a lot of hot chicks that are? I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't know a ton of girls. Period. Who are metal fans? There aren't many. Interesting. There so, are a few. Okay. And some of the ones who are are really hot. Okay. But they are few and far between. Ah, interesting. So I think when he said, no hot chicks listen to metal, he wasn't meaning like, none at all. Because that's how it's going to be interpreted, right? Right. They're like, well, this this girl listens to metal. She's hot. Yeah. Yeah, there are a few. Okay. But not many. You go to a metal show, it's a lot of dudes. Mm, Interesting. And it depends on the type of metal, too. 
Okay, so so if you want to, if you're a single lady, then what you should do is go to metal shows. Is what you're saying? Because if you like metalheads, yes, fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. They're their own breed too. It's but. true. Yes, this is very true. It's one of those shows that I mean, the plus is there would be no lineups in the girls' bathrooms. None at all. Yeah, not right. a, you. You stroll you right. Just in. go right in and out. <laughs> okay, that, cool. That's Good it. No, interesting. And if you if you if you are a hot girl mm-hmm. who likes metal. I mean, you could basically, I think, have your pick of the fellas there, couldn't you? you could, yeah, I, just, so. I just envisioned the metal queen just being carried <laughs> around metal. on a throne as the show is going on. Which would you like? But I think like... Which of the minions? Yeah. The more mainstream the metal band is, the more likely you will be to see hot girls there. Mm. Like, I think if you went to an Avenged Sevenfold concert, right, you'd probably yeah. see quite a few right. hot, <laughs> tough girls there. Makes sense, yep. But I was a huge Dream Theater fan for a while, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing them. I think there were three three women in the whole building that night. Wow. That was it, and I think they were dragged there by their boyfriends and were not having a good time. <laughs> so it was, it was the most male-heavy show I've ever been to by a mile. That's funny. So it depends on the type of metal. The nerdier the metal, yeah. the, the, the worse it's going to be. The least so. likely you are to see a lady at all, really. <laughs> Okay, good. You have to do a du- Whoa. Huh? Are you at the right place? Yeah. Are you lost or? It's going to get nerdy in here later. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Yesterday we were talking about the Prime Minister in London. Uh, Trudeau's there, of course, for the Queen's funeral. I don't know if he's still there or if he's back now, but I saw this video of him yesterday and he was walking out of the front of his hotel and there's a crowd gathered out on the street. Most of the crowd is cheering and filming him and trying to like high five him. Mm-hmm. But then a few people are are heckling and then one dude is just going crazy screaming at him oh and I got the clip here I've taken most of the bad swears out but if you have kids in the vehicle this is your heads up uh He's very angry. You think he thinks Trudeau is a fascist? Uh, wow. <laughs> he said that a few times. Yeah, a few times. Um, I think that, that, that guy obviously needs to chill out. But when I saw that clip, I, I was reminded of uh, of what I th- of why I was confused about the coverage of the Christian Freeland incident. Remember three weeks ago, yep. the Deputy Prime Minister, Christian Freeland, was up in Grand Prairie and she was yelled at by a dude as she was getting into an elevator and sweared at and yep. called her some names and stuff. And I remember when that, when that story was in the news and I saw the volume of coverage of it. And I remember thinking, Trudeau hears that and worse everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Not that it makes it okay. No. And most of us who are reasonable people would, could never even imagine screaming at a politician or anyone like that, right? No. But most prominent and polarizing politicians will have heard that. Trudeau hears it all the time. Yep. Harper would have heard it all the time. I'm sure Jason Kenney hears it where he goes places. I, I think with Christopher Freeland, part of it was just the nature of how it happened, though, because he he essentially followed her mm-hmm. and then followed her in into an elevator almost like he would have if he could have gone into the elevator with her. And I think that's what maybe is different. Because Do you think he would have? Because he wasn't physically restrained from getting on the elevator. He was standing there true. swearing at her, telling her to get out of. Yeah, it seems like she was in more of a vulnerable. But like if you're standing in a public forum and people are yelling, it's like, yes, OK, go go for it, please. Yeah. In a public spot. And that's fine. But I think maybe it's because of the whole following thing. Right. Like 
the two situations aren't entirely analogous. So I'll give you that because this was in a crowd. Trudeau had his security detail with yeah. him, whereas Freeland amazingly didn't have any security with her, which yes. I thought was kind of surprising for the deputy PM. Uh-huh. And that's um, also an issue, I think. But uh, I think it's just more of the vulnerability. That's the, that's the only difference I can think. But it yeah. became this week-long story where everyone was, all politicians were expected to speak out against it. And the RCMP launched an investigation into it. And I was I heard one commentator say about that incident that yes it is ugly and both of the people in that clip and the guy who followed Christopher Freeland they come across as idiots mm-hmm. and if it were someone that I knew I'd be so embarrassed yeah. by that sort of behavior but this commentator was saying that like being being able to tell an elected leader exactly what you think of them is kind of an important part of democracy yeah isn't it yeah for sure and even if it's done in an ugly way like this uh-huh. you know with with swearing and yelling it's still pretty important to be able to do that because the alternative is that you can't. Yes. No, and I would agree with that for sure. I think you should be able to do it. But again, I think doing it at a public forum somewhere is a little bit different than trying to follow a politician down the street. Well, he was leaving his hotel room. It wasn't like he was at a town hall or anything. He wasn't speaking. Mm -hmm. He was coming out of his hotel room going on his way. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I I don't like it any more than the next person does, but... The alternative is, is like, would you, would you prefer to live in a country where you can't tell a politician what you think of them? No. Where it's illegal to do that? The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Becker, there's this girl on TikTok who I stumbled across yesterday. She claims to be religious and is selling confessions for $5 a pop. As in, you can confess to her oh. and pay five $5. And are people doing this? Well... You know, I didn't, I don't know, uh, according to her, like, she's just selling it. She was saying, yeah, people are doing this. And <laughs> Anyone she, buy it? She was uh, listing off her religious um, resume, I suppose, and said, I'm qualified to do this. And the I was services like, she offers? What in the hell? Who, who would do that? Like, you're right. I, I can't imagine anyone. <sighs> it's really sad, actually. Like, someone who just needs someone to listen to them. Oh, man, I hope. Like, jeez, <laughs> Five dollars, and then she claims to be able to, to like rinse you of your sins or whatever, you know. Um, cleanse, cleanse, cleanse you of your sins. Rinse means something different on this show. It sure does. And when I said that, I was like, wow, that's. Uh, I don't think she's doing like, that. Is no. she naked when she does this? Like, what's well, the draw? I, what is? Maybe she does actually rinse you of your sin. Maybe that's why people are paying. <laughs> because. Otherwise, I would just be, I would think, oh, man, like if I tell this girl anything too dark, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what I'm is saying. she going to extort me for more money? She's right? like, that's really bad that you did that. Seriously. Give me a thousand dollars or I'm going to post this. Totally. Like <laughs> there is no way it's not being recorded, right? Like there is absolutely no way. So what are you going to admit to this stranger on the internet? Come here to my child and tell him your sins. <laughs> She's she's Italian in this uh, yeah, in, my, in my version. Apparently, she's, she's she speaks Latin. Very Italian, <laughs> religious dead lady. Uh huh. Yeah, it's your your Italian grandma who's doing this. Oh man, just yeah, five man. bucks. You know, five dollars. If she is making any money, although again, even if one person's fallen for this, that's five dollars more than you used to have. That is, that's five dollars in real money. Five bucks that somebody gave you to. I guess like therapy is expensive and if you're not covered it's true then you go on TikTok and pay some chick five dollars some Italian grandma (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell me all the terrible things you have done. <laughs> and then they're recorded, and then you're blackmailed. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We're joined in studio by our coworker Sam. Sam is our new digital content producer at the station. So he does all the videos you've been seeing online. Also shoots some wicked concert photos. Yes. You the Thank photos you. From our concerts. Yesterday, we were chatting with Sam, mm-hmm. and you said, and I forget what the context was, but you said, well, when I was growing up, there was this show on TV called Recess. And, and I immediately... Sean stopped you right there. Stopped. Excuse me. Did you say, when I was growing up, there was a show called... I was like, we too watched like, Recess. We're not that old. Like, how old do you think we are? Because you're how old? I'm 24. You're 24. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so I guess you're a... You're a decade younger than Shauna. And, and nine years <laughs> younger than Beckler. And not quite as nine point much younger than two, me. But <laughs> yeah, years younger than Beckler. Oh, that was so funny. I was like, I feel so old right yeah. now. We're like, there's this show called Recess. <laughs> we too watched Recess. I watched Recess. <laughs> Sam, we watched Recess too. Our generation. You know, it was, it was kind of like that clip in Avengers Infinity War where he's talking about like these old movies. <laughs> He's like, have you ever seen this old movie, like Alien? Peter Parker? Yeah. yeah young Peter Parker. Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, am I that young? Oh, man. <laughs> That's how you're talking to your coworkers now? It's funny, though, because like, that, that shift happened while I was working here. Mm-hmm. And I used to be the young guy at the station, but not maybe not here, but at the other stations I've worked at, where I was making fun of my older coworkers yes. you know, for being born in the 70s and for remembering things that I didn't remember. And they're like, yep. it'll happen to you. And here we are. I know. We are now the oldest. We are some of the oldest on the station, which is crazy. Because, yeah, when I got here, I was your age. I was 24, I think. Holy crap. You were born in 98? 98. Oh, What the hell? I'm not even like a real 90s kid. Because I only got like year and a half of it. Okay, keep digging yourself that <laughs> hole, okay? Just keep taking that shovel it's and just weird when I have like very clear memories of the year that you were oh, born. Oh, man. That's, that's so weird. It's like kind of like when you see, you know, a guy who's drafted to the NHL now who was born in, what would it be, 2000? I know. Anytime it's 2000 something, <laughs> 2000 you're like, something, you're like, holy. I think the guys from this year, yeah, were like 2005 or so. <laughs> just, yeah. That's just wild. <laughs> Which is only about seven years from you, but a long more for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are. You are the matriarch of the station now. You are the senior. Okay. You are eight months. <laughs> Younger than me. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Not to drag on with this, but I I was just reading, it's funny, we we were just talking about this. I was reading a comment just a few minutes ago from some woman on the internet, and she was giving her opinion, and she said, as a 33-year-old woman, and in my head I was like, Oh, well, you know, she's she's old. She's got... She's mature. She's, she's wise. She's mature. And then it hit me. I was like, she's the same age as me. Mm-hmm. I was picturing this, like, this older woman in my head is like, no, she is your age. She could have been your classmate. Like, it is weird. Super weird. It is weird when, you, yeah, you do that. You dissociate yourself kind of from... And then you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Like, I, I totally remember how old I thought, like, 35 was when I was growing up. And, like, 40 was ancient. And we're, yeah. I was like, well, you and I are now... Six and five years away from forty, like that's crazy. Six and seven. Six and seven. Six and seven. I was. I know. I just yeah. had. I googled this singer this morning because I was just curious about where she was from, and it said she's forty-two. She was born in 19, 1980. Right. And I was like, forty-two. My God, she's way older than I thought she was. But then I was like, that's only nine years older than me. Most of my friends are. I know. Around that age. Totally. So it's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Makes you realize that these kids don't know shit, doesn't it? Yeah. And we as kids didn't know we shit. We didn't know either. shit either. We didn't but know we shit. thought we did. And then you're like, you didn't know shit. Yeah, you don't know nothing. <laughs> Lived a whole life since then. <laughs>
Bold and wise. Bold balls. <laughs> in 20 minutes or less. We are in a Fortune 500 business mecca or something right now. Like, there's just so many of them that we keep getting submitted, and I keep finding them myself now. And We were even saying yesterday, like, you think we would have heard all the good ones by now. You would. But they keep coming. It's almost like I, my eyes weren't open to them before, and now all of a sudden I'm like, you have to just expand your world and see all these puns around you. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wide world it's full of puns out there. It is. Uh, I've got a couple more that I, one I saw yesterday. It's a place that I've walked by almost every day and didn't even think about it. Savage Vegetarian Restaurant. It's a place that has delightful vegetarian food, and they're called Savage, but it's S-A-V-E-G, like veg. Okay. Okay, so I might not have caught that one either. Yeah. So I don't blame you. It's okay. Fair. It's a like, good pun. Thank you. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know why I said thank you as if I'm the one who came up with it. But anyway, passing <laughs> your, that one along. Not your pun. Uh, and here's, the, here's one. Okay, and this one almost shut me down yesterday. It's a flooring company called Lino Richie. Come on. No. Flooring. <laughs> Lino, like linoleum, everyone. Lino Richie. And not only that, Beckler. Wow, is that good. There is a tagline underneath it that says, Hello, is it me? You're looking floor. <laughs> That's here in town? This is from Edmonton. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. close enough. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I wonder if the man himself knows about it. <laughs> I like... I think I need to marry the, <laughs> the owner of that place. Like, I want to phone them up, and I'm just going to be like, actually, I should interview them. I should just be like, that is the best pun. And we, we know puns here, okay? And this is just, fin- are you single or? Hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> that is yeah. as good as puns get. Mm-hmm. That really is. Like, that just needs, I want to take this mic here off the stand <laughs> and just drop it. Like, you nailed it. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I took the boys to the playground the other day, and the playground that we were at has this. I've only ever seen it at this one playground, but it's like it, it's like a pod that they get in, and then you can spin it up really fast. So oh, picture, that sounds fun. Picture like an egg, okay. but it's kind of open on the one side, and then they you can get a kid in there, and then you can rip it around and get them going. Yep. And they just that. love this thing. I would get nauseous in it for sure, oh, Yeah. but they they just love it. And I when they get in, I always say, okay, I have four speeds, slow, medium, fast, super fast. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And Briggy usually goes with like medium, and Bo's like super fast. So Bo gets in, and I get him going as fast as I can. As I can. And it, it, we figured out a new way to get him going even faster, and he was like, that's wild. And he came out and was all dizzy and drunk and stuff, and he wanted to take my phone in to film himself. Yep. So he did. He took my phone, and he's filming himself while I'm doing this, and I'm spinning him as fast as this thing can go, as fast as one man can get it going. And then when we watched the video back, it like it looked like he might have blacked out in there for a bit. Oh my like, god! It looked like he lost consciousness. What? Because he goes like he goes full thumb, like where his neck gets all like yeah, and then he, he like his eyes close and he oh. kind of like drifts off and then comes back. My lordy be! I was like, I was checking in with him. I was like, okay, you okay? You yeah. good? Like, let me know if you want to stop. But it looked like he may have passed out. And the other thing is, there's this app on my phone. Uh, it's an accelerometer that measures G-forces because the iPhone has a gyroscope in it, right? Right. And I ran that while he was in there. And when we looked at the data after, it said he pulled 6.7 Gs. That seems like a lot of Gs. That is about what a Formula One car experiences under heavy braking or in corners. Oh, my gosh. So That's like, amazing. So he was 
flying in there. Yeah. And the video is so funny because he's just like straight thumb and then kind of goes like out of it. Okay. I showed this to McKenna and I was like, can I post this? And she's like, no, I think I think parents would, would kill you for that. I mean, he he enjoyed it, right? He, he liked did. it. And he came out and he sat there for a bit and he was kind of like oh God. really quiet. And uh, I was like, are you okay, buddy? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I want to go again. Oh, my. Well, good <laughs> Put, for him. Putting his body on the line for science to see if we could get it up even higher. I mean, really, he could potentially become a race. This is great training for him. He wants to race cars or... I started calling him Test Pilot Bo. There you go. That's that's the kind of things that they wow. go through. It's true. But I was like, can I post this video or are people going to be upset with me? But then I thought like, you know, we grew up with far more dangerous playground equipment than that. We did. Do you remember the merry-go-rounds, the big steel merry-go-rounds? Oh, like the, yeah. Forgot the about bars. those. Yeah. Those we, are great. They are great. They don't we, exist anymore? We found one in a small town in Saskatchewan last summer, mm-hmm. and they're so much more dangerous than I even remember. Yeah. Because like, they're heavy as hell. Yep. They're solid metal, and you can really get them going if you have a bunch of kids. You sure can. And then like, if someone takes one of those bars in the head like it's gonna brain them they're gonna be they're gonna be toast no but that's what we played on growing up we sure did yeah so this pod is everything pinched you and burned you and did everything else (laughs) and splinters it was good preparation it was yeah so this is pretty tame by comparison although nearly seven g's is a lot that's a a lot almost passing out things a little (laughs) concerning but b and s in 20 minutes or less yesterday music director matt barry was talking about nexopia and you remember Nexopia, right, Beckler? Yeah, I don't think it, it was big in Western Canada. Don't think it was as big out east. I didn't hear about it from be, like being from out east, uh, but I've heard of it so many times since being here. It was kind of the we had ICQ, and I hear like that was kind of the version of ICQ out here. ICQ was just a chat service, right? Right. Yeah. So this was like this was Facebook before Facebook was a thing, right? And yes. I've joked before about how Nexopia was so close to they could have been that like that big platform but they decided to start charging users for premium service and I think that did them in man imagine being the owner of that yeah and looking back and being like we could have been Facebook we're pretty close we just did it wrong Uh, this was hilarious though because Matt was talking about how his profile he was like it wasn't the top five hottest girls that I had that I was looking at it was the top most emo people that were kind of considered cool, the top See, coolest people. And I don't remember that because they used to have like the top five guys and top five girls of the day, like the top five profiles. And I don't remember how they were rated. Right. But I, it was for, it was like site wide. And I actually, I dated a girl that was in the top five one oh, time. Oh, damn. Ooh. Bragging rights, bragging rights right there. <laughs> Big cred. Uh, I love it because I was like, yeah, maybe Matt, just the way that he went about Nexopia, it was all just about the emo kids, yeah. and that's what they knew he liked. The, the scene kids. That is so hilarious to me, though, envisioning. He was saying there was a gentleman named Mikey Mayhem, <laughs> who was one of the top most perfect name, most emo dudes, essentially. One of the top <laughs> coolest emos. I would love to see that top five, though. Can you oh, imagine? Oh, yeah, that would be something. Holy crap. That would be a like, blast from the past. Oh. And then Matt said that uh, like all the girls were like, they went to a party one time, and all the girls were like, Mikey Mayhem is here. Everyone was pretty pumped, this yeah. next Opia celebrity. Yeah. But Matt said he was like 25, and it was a high school party. A bunch of 15-year-old then- <laughs> girls, and Mikey Mayhem rolls in, 25 years old. It's not cool, man. <laughs> Hair's already turning gray. What the hell? Keeps dying it black, though. Oh, of course, yeah. Wearing arm socks. I just imagine, yeah, like, I can't imagine what the top five emos would look like. I've actually gone back several times to make sure that my Nexopia profile is gone. Oh. That it's scrubbed from the world. Because yeah. I was like... 
13, 14 when I was on that. Uh, it's gone, thankfully. There is no record of it anywhere on the internet that I can find. So. That's really too bad. No, no. Are no, there other Nixopia the profiles that I can find? Like, is Matt's, do you think, still around? I wonder. I need to see the top five emos, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, Mikey Mayhem, it's me, Matt Berry. With Let's the, like, hang out. black spikes and, oh, yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. I have an etymology request for you, Shauna. Okie dokie. And I don't know if there's a story behind this or what, but I heard this word the other day and I was like, it's kind of a strange one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to do some freelance voice work. Yep. And the company that I was working for asked me to submit an invoice to get paid. I was like, that's a weird word. Invoice. Where does that come from? So invoice is actually extremely simple. It's from the French word envoyer, which just means to send. So that's what invoice is. Oh. Yeah, really <laughs> straightforward. Uh, and then I got nerding out, though, on similar words, and I went down a bit of a rabbit hole when you asked me about this. So then I was thinking, where does the word document come from? And that is from the old French document, which means lesson or written evidence, which is from the medieval Latin dossier, which means to show or teach. Like a dossier? And that is also where we get the word doctor from. So then I looked into this and realized the original doctors were actually church teachers, religious teachers. They were people who were told by the church that they could actually teach religious works to people. Okay. Uh, And from there, it kind of became generically known as any type of teacher. And then it became more and more widely used. And now we use doctor to mean what we think of now. But like when you think of the words doctorate and you are a a PhD and all of that, it's to do with academics because then it expanded to like academic teaching and then on from there into the medical field. And so it's just gone snowballed out well from all kinds of stuff. This is another one of those where like if you had taken two seconds to stop and think about the words, you would have been Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, of course. These are all related and they all make sense. But we don't really do that with language, do we? We, we just kind of use these words and don't really think about where they come from. Until you so. ask me randomly what invoice means and we go down <laughs> rabbit holes. Etymology with Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Logan Bennett is on the phone who has one of the most unique jobs I've ever heard of, a dog tracker. You can explain it better, though, Logan. So what is it exactly that you do? We're... Basically, a dog handler team for Parks Canada, which kind of means that um, we provide services to the visitor safety team, the law enforcement team, and then resource conservation. We'll spend a lot of time um, making sure that people aren't in closures, assisting the RCMP with any files that they'll have in order to track people. You know, we'll work make sure that poachers aren't coming in and then help them track people if they see continuous harassment in areas. So we're kind of on call 24-7, 365 because we're the only dog team for Parks Canada. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a really big job. It's a hard question to answer. Tell us a bit about your, your canine partner. Leroy? Oh man, Leroy's a turkey. So um, my little guy, he's from the RCMP Kennels. And he's been amazing. Um, you get to kennels and basically you have no idea what dog you're going to get. And so I turn up and they're like, okay, here's your dog. We're going to start training with it. And you develop your bond as you go through the whole training thing. Um, with my training, we, it was a long one. We, we ended up going through a couple dogs before we even got to Leroy. And then, uh, yeah, we, we kind of hit it off. Everything went really well and we, we did really well through training. I'm super excited for him. He's a little guy. He's a little sable German Shepherd and he's 
full of, he's just a bundle of energy at any moment. Like at five in the morning, he's ready to go. So he's a turkey, eh? I love him. How many people have you and Leroy tracked? How does that work if you get a call in the middle of the night or something, let's say, to to track someone? We've located 115 people, I think, in the last three years. Yeah, and we've had about 250 calls to service. For, and it's for tons of different things, but specifically for people, those types of calls, what will happen is I'll get a call at any time in the morning and those guys will ask me to come out and um, find someone for them. Basically, that's it. They'll, they'll say, you know, we last saw them here. Um, they're either wanted for this reason or they're lost for this reason. Can you come and help us out? So basically, we'll gear up chuck the dog in the truck and get there as quickly as we can, kind of depending on the severity of the call. And then you go to the officer or the person or the last last person there, you're like, where exactly was the last place you saw them? Like, stand exactly where they were. And what you'll do is you'll swing the dog in a big circle over or around that last point, and you'll find where that person was going. So Leroy will locate the track and then just start pursuing it. And does he, and so, he just goes and you got to keep up with him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if they could drive the truck, they wouldn't need me at all. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Do you have to basically run behind Leroy then? Like just, yeah. Wow. So he's he run a 20-foot line. You're attached to the dog, so to speak, like he's attached to the 20-foot line, and then you're working the line up and down and then initiating circles for the dog when you see that he's in a negative, like a negative meaning that he's come off the track somewhere, he's put his head up in the air, and he's kind of looking for the track, so then you initiate him into a circle to relocate the track. Wow. And you can come into negatives for a whole bunch of different reasons, maybe a big corner, maybe the wind blew you off, maybe, you know, the scent conditions aren't great. But it's a really, it's cooperation. You really feel like a team because you're getting immediate feedback from the dog along the line and you're watching the dog. So any reaction you have to, for lack of a better word, react to and react appropriately. So it took me a lot to try and figure that out because I came in there with a bit of experience with tracking, but not a lot. So I was really lucky to have amazing instructors at um, at RCMP Kennels, and those guys really looked after me. You know, we we put a lot of good work in, but those skills are hard, earned, and I'm really proud of that little sucker and me getting through it all. If if you love being outside and you love dogs, I, I can't think of a better job. Oh, dude, there's no better job. 100%. Like, I'm not going to lie. I feel a little guilty every day when I come to work with my dog. But, uh, yeah, we're super lucky to be able to do this. And I, yeah, 100% am uh, really grateful for the opportunity every day. Is is there anything you don't like about the job? Yeah, 5 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we, 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 uh, we feel y'all. Yeah, you guys can commiserate, right? You said- yeah, you never know. Like, you never know when you're getting a call, but the calls are so exciting, so when you get them at that time in the morning, it's okay. We're fired up. We're ready to go. Um, no, nah, there's not a lot I don't like about it. Maybe picking up poop. You do pick <laughs> yeah. up a lot of poop. Yeah, you'd be picking up poop for sure. Um, <laughs> there was a woman who went missing in the mountains. Was it last year in Banff? An elderly woman, I think, that you... Yeah. Yeah, what was that yeah. story? What happened there? Oh, a super lovely lady. She's so nice. So we uh, got a call at about 4 p.m. Um, and they had... A missing person. Basically, the husband had said, hey, look, I uh, am waiting in the normal place, but she hasn't turned up. And they regularly do this loop. Um, 
And so we kind of dispatched there with a whole team of us and visitor safety team and ResCon came out to help as well. Law enforcement were all there. So it was a really kind of a group effort to try and locate this woman. Um, we started on the outside trail, kind of everybody picked the trail of where we're going to go because we didn't have a last point. So I couldn't just track him straight away. Luckily, we'd had a little tiny bit of snow, like, you know, a couple of mils of snow so that you could kind of make out some footprints in some places. So as we started going along, we knew that that lady had had a dog and she had a um, walking stick, like I confirmed, because we started finding a similar track to that, but it was overlapped with another four or five other tracks. So we just started working out, you know, by sight. It was not a big deal to start off with. And about a kilometer in, um, all the other tracks kind of faded off, and we really had this one definite one. So we let Leroy do his job. And from there, it was uh, we were just following Leroy and reconfirming with what we could see because it was, um, it was difficult for sure. But tracking-wise, it wasn't too bad. Like in terms of we were getting visual confirmation and Leroy was telling us where to go and there was just one track. So we ended up continuing. And then once we got to the kind of a corner of the trail, we realized, oh, it didn't follow the corner. It just went straight up um, one of the valleys. And that was it. Like we started going. And I think uh, by the time we got to the end of that trail, you know, we were at four or five kilometers and it was um, probably eight at night, eight or nine. And then we just went for it. And we went up the Pipestone Valley, you know, long story short, because it's a long story. It's, uh, we went f- until 2 a.m. in the morning. We, we crossed a whole bunch of valleys. Um, we went through like rivers. We had five or six river crossings. We went up a mountainside and came down the other side. Oh and eventually, um, yeah, two in the morning, me and the technician who was with me, we heard someone say, oh, hi, or I forget what she said exactly, but it was really something quite innocuous. You're like, uh, hello? <laughs> and there she is. She's oh like, my. in the bush. What happened so to her? Oh, she she just got off the trail, and she's such a, an amazing woman, and she's so driven. She just kept going. No <sighs> kidding. How long did yeah. you track her for then? I think we tracked her for about nine hours. Oh, my God. And then yeah. you found her after nine hours of tracking. Yeah. She just yeah, kept we were, going for nine hours also? Oh, like, who is been, this woman? I know. She's amazing. She had been walking for a, a day, I think. Oh, my God. So when Leroy com- when Leroy does a good job like that, does he get a treat then? No. No. You know, I just put him back in the truck and we say <laughs> good job. No. Yeah, we, we, we all kind of celebrate with him and get him super pumped. But he's... He's an interesting character, eh? Like he, um, the reward for him is tracking. He self rewards by, by pursuing and tracking and being after it. He just loves it. He's just a big goofbag. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I would imagine, since you are the only dog team for Parks Canada, that there probably isn't a whole lot of opportunity to get to get into that line of work. Is that correct? No, there's not. You know. Um, it was really hard. So there is only one team. There used to be two. There used to be one up in Jasper. Um, but since that position's gone, and there's just the one here. So I heard of this job where I started working in the avalanche industry or the avalanche dog industry in about 2010, 2008, 2010, somewhere around there. And I met Mike Henderson, who was the handler before me. And uh, he kind of guided me through the program. I was like, oh, I want to do that job. 
and it always wanted to be a dog handler. So it's been a career kind of working on my avalanche skills and then becoming an avalanche dog handler. And then I was like, this is what I want. And I, and I, we kind of got after it for about 12 years until Hendo decided to retire. And then I shouldn't say 12 years, probably eight. And then, uh, the opportunity came up and um, we'd been working so hard to kind of suffice the minimum requirements or the requirements. We, we made it into the competition and just making it into the competition. I felt like I was amongst like giants in the, in the avalanche dog world. Um, So I felt pretty intimidated, but we just kept working really hard and trying to do the best we could. And Oh gosh, somehow we, we made it through. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's funny because it basically I saw an article that referred to you as there are more astronauts in Canada than there are people who do your job, which is crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. I still get quoted by that by my buddies. They all call me the astronaut. It's horrible. <laughs> um, do you and Leroy post your exploits online at all? Do you? Do you guys have a social media account or? Not really, you know, not an official one. You know, I have my personal one, but I, I don't really post them too much in terms of, um, yeah, just my personal stuff because, I, you know, with the federal government and representing yep. the federal government. Totally, yeah. Uh, well, we have some pictures and stuff that we'll we'll definitely post because they're pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. You got some. I was like, if you were single and you were on a dating site, the picture of you oh with dog. I was like, holy crap! <laughs> it wouldn't even be that- fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks again, Logan. Yeah, thank and, you for uh, your time. We'll have to meet you in in real life soon. So yeah, we'll make that anytime. happen. Yeah, let's do it. You've been listening to the Beyond S and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Morning with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9 Monday through Friday 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have VNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.